0: Supermarket Sweep. Autism presents many challenges when it comes to everyday life. The most mundane of tasks can present massive problems for young people and shops and supermarkets produce massive sensory overload issues with tannoys, lighting and pipe music being just some of the things that can set the young person on edge. Around the time when Max was diagnosed, I remember one day taking him to the supermarket so that we could do a food shop. An elderly lady walked by in the island. I remember feeling really raw because the diagnosis had just been very recent. She smiled at Max and looked at me and said he's in his own little world. Amidst fighting back tears, I smiled back thinking how she had no idea how right she was. It became evident on the trips that Max would scream if I forgot something and turned round in the aisle to go back and pick the item up. So I had to kind of keep my wits about me and walk in the same direction ensuring that my head was switched on. He would give a little unusual cry which would make people stare at him as if he were being naughty. I remember one day a man looked at him haughtily when he gave a little shout, and I immediately felt my hackles rise. I was developing a thicker skin with every trip, and when Max attended an autistic-specific nursery a little later on, I received the best advice from one of the staff in terms of what to do in such a situation. It was merely to say to the starer, "'My son has autism. Thank you so much for your patience.' I used that phrase every time we were watched and judged, and I'm not ashamed to admit I've used it countless times, because it was the single most common that stopped people in their tracks and allowed me to move on with my frazzled and stressful day, whilst leaving the starer red faced and embarrassed for the lack of patience and tendency to judge. We've had some funny moments, too the day I was racing around the store with Max in a trolley when I suddenly noticed he'd just pulled the hand off a mannequin and was waving it about. I started frantically looking at all the mannequins to see which one was without a hand so I could replace it. I learned from that one and then started to give him something to hold. Best thing about shopping trips was always to expect the unexpected. If either of the boys fancied something whilst doing the shop I'd relent and let them have it. If it was invariably a packet of sweets, I'd have to wrestle it off them for it to go through the checkout amidst howls and screams. Their behaviours when they were little weren't unlike an overwrought toddler, but it was as though I felt the whole world could see they were autistic, and I would be so stressed out, trying to get out of the shop as soon as possible. I suppose back then I just wanted them to be normal in the most urgent way and I felt that people would see that their kicking off was a reflection of the fact that I was a rubbish mother when I was trying out of my absolute skin to be the best that I could be. Josh had a real issue if we went into a department store. He only had to go into a store once and was able to remember exactly what the stash of Thomas toys or Buzz Lightyear's and Toy Story ties were, and he would return to the exact same spot on subsequent trips. As we would go through the door you had to be quick because he would drop your hand and run like Sebco to where he wanted to be. One day with his play scheme he went to one of the stores and immediately ran off in search of Thomas the Tank Engine with staff following him in hot pursuit. When I went to pick him up it was clear that he had given the staff quite a scare and it was immediately decided that he needed two to one support on shopping trips. Part of me was a little irritated at the staff because they were supposed to be able to deal with the possible situations that might arise. And if you do specialise in autism, then you absolutely need to be prepared for all eventualities and not behave as though Josh had done something wrong. He had done what a lot of youngsters with autism would have done. So my view was that they needed to handle it instead of making more of a big deal of it. It wasn't and isn't about feeling like he and you are being chastised because staff are ill-prepared for all eventualities. The shopping trips were never dull. I would take him to a store and he would try to pick up at least six of the same item. That was always a challenge. I would instruct the staff to put a carrier bag on the counter. I'd tell them to make it look like they were putting the item in the bag when they were actually putting it onto the counter and back on the shelf when Josh had left the building. I'd buy one of his favourites and would hand Josh the bag and he'd hold the bag and look at me quizzically as though he knew he had been shortchanged. I'd grab his hand and march him up to the escalator and hot-footed back to the car park. Into the car and home, delighted to have made the great escape unscathed. The amount of times I would think the cashiers would think I was absolutely bonkers, but I really didn't care. My mission, whether I liked it or not, was to get the boys out of the shops with at least uproar as possible. I remember one day taking Josh to a shop in the floor-to-ceiling Thomas toys and I watched him look in total awe at the display. He picked up a couple of toys and I brought them to the checkout to pay so we could be on our way. There was a young girl working at the store and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to give this girl a lesson in autism. But I'll be doing her a favour in the long run. So I put most of the items on the counter whilst Josh was still clutching onto a favourite. And then I said, hi, this is my son. He has autism. I'd like you to zap everything I've given you and bag it up. When you are ready, I will remove this toy from him and he will scream. I watch her face turn ashen. I continued, please don't worry. Zap the toy, hand it back to him. He'll be fine and we will be out of here before you know it. She nodded, but bless her, I never saw anyone move so fast. In fact, I'd go so far to say that she couldn't wait for us to get back out the door. And to be honest, I was really happy to oblige. If we were lucky, a shop assistant would say, my brother's autistic, and I would breathe and relax. Invariably, this wasn't always the case. But as I say, I have learned to develop a thick skin. Pre-COVID, and indeed for years now, it's not unusual for me to do a food shop late at night when the boys are at home with Tony. I do it quickly, and when I get home, Josh likes nothing better than to help put it all away. Since COVID, it's different, like lots of other things. And where possible, we get a food delivery. The new normal is to disinfect each item, wash fruit and veg, and then Josh helps put it away. Their schools have done a lot of legwork when it comes to training for shopping trips. They saved my blushes recently when they gave Max a basket and took him shopping. He carried the basket as they went up and down the aisles. And then he promptly dropped it in some poor, unsuspecting woman's trolley when he got fed up with carrying it, which caused much hilarity amongst the staff but just total bewilderment for the unsuspecting shopper. If I'm honest, I'm actually really glad I didn't witness that one. I think we will avail of food deliveries as much as possible, especially during this time of COVID, as it is the most sensible and safest option for now. At least that way, there's no risk of Josh bumping into Thomas the Tank Engine or Buzz Lightyear. And if I do come against them when I'm at the shops, then I'll be happy to walk by while just thinking... Phew.